All right. What episode number is this? Seven. Number seven. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> seven. I liked it. Seven. <laughs> seven. Epic. It could be... Uh, seven. Of nine. It's my favorite number. <laughs> it's the most magical number. According to Harry Potter, ah, yeah, and several Whoa. other places, but Harry Potter's <laughs> the m- most mainstream source. Yeah, mainstream. Yeah, <laughs> mainstream. I prefer movies like The Erotic Adventures of Pinocchio <laughs> and Surf Nazis Must Die. Hello and welcome to <laughs> Nerd Out Spinoff Episode Seven. It's a spinoff of Nerd Out where we talk about nerdy things and also spinoff. About other things. That's the title. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, every time we do this, it gets smoother than the last time. Hell My yeah. name's Sandro. As usual, I'm joined by Reese. Hello. And that's it. That's all you. That's all the people on on the show today. Yep. Who is that? I don't know. Who is that? Intruder alert. No. Okay. No. Apparently, we're, we're fine. <laughs> okay. There's no one there. <laughs> yeah. No. No one. Not Who is that? Person. Hello. It is I. You thought you could escape me? Into your other podcast, Sandra, but I am here. I have infested this area. Curse guests who take up the invitation. How? Di- <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you for inviting me on. Hello, I am Zach. I am from another podcast, which Sandro is in. Yes, oldie but but a film. Oldie but a film. <laughs> I'm confused. Anyway, oldie but a goodie. goodie. Yeah, you're here. Woo! I, and I'm here. I'm here to do some recordings, some stuff, talk about things. I'm down. Also, nice. I'm really good at spinning off into tangents, so I'm hoping to bring that today. Yes. Yes. I remember once Sandro was talking about an improv comedy special he watched, and ten minutes later he managed to finish that segment because we <laughs> talked about seven different things. Seven! Hey, nice. Ooh, seven! <laughs> hey, that's the most magical number. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, (laughs) This is a crossover with Oldie Buddy Goody because we're reviewing Star Trek The Motion Picture and also Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Yes. I think you mean The Wrath of Khan! And surely it was the motionless picture. Uh, There was was movement. (laughs) I saw movement in there. There was a bit of movement. It's true. Uh, I'm pretty sure those ships moved. Pretty sure those (laughs) people moved. Yeah, slowly. But they move. And then, but they move. Also, did anyone else notice that with the scene of uh, the Enterprise leaving that space dock thing, yeah. they reused the same footage of the guy waving yes. goodbye at the ship? <laughs> yes. I didn't notice that. I remember the guy waving goodbye. It's in both films. Yeah. <laughs> they oh. did it in both. And he's at both space stations in the first one as well. <laughs> It's like yeah. he tagged along Look, on the outside really of the Enterprise. He really loves saying goodbye to ships. He just loves waving at them, you know? Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's his thing. I'm a ship spotter. <laughs> like, it's his hobby, man. Don't make fun of him. Like, these are intergalactic, you know, naval ships. Like, they're pretty impressive, so it's cool yeah. to, you know, wave one off. Oh, yeah. He's been there for every launch in that station since its construction, dude. 
Oh. He has a portfolio. <laughs> he does. But before we get into the treks in the stars, it's time to ask a question that, as you mentioned, has been around since the first construction of anything, really. Mm. In fact, the first construction in the world was a piece of uh, stone that had this sentence chiseled into it. And that sentence is, what have you been consuming lately, Reese? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, yes. I've been consuming only one thing this time because it's only a few days since we've recorded, really. But also because what I've been doing, I've been obsessively playing Marvel's Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4. I have to say, this could be my new favorite video game. Ooh. Which is strong stuff to say, but it is, mm. it's just nailed everything that I do like about Spider-Man. And I've got to say, I think I've gone on record in previous episodes that Spider-Man's always just kind of been there. He's not my favorite superhero. He's also mm. nowhere near the worst, but mm. this just nails everything about him that works. He's fun. He's playful. This version of Peter Parker has obviously got the tragic backstory, but he's not weighed down by it. And it's it's not dominating every scene where he's upset about everything and i just i just think this version of spider-man is the perfect mix of heroic and people go yay spider-man and some people say you cause a whole lot of trouble like <laughs> jay jonah jameson now does podcasts and uh <laughs> he all he does is complain about how spider-man is wrecking this city mm. and uh <laughs> it's just a whole lot of fun i just really really appreciate this take on spider-man because uh yeah like i said Normally, he's kind of, until I got to Tom Holland, he got kind of one note and a bit boring, but Tom Holland brings in energy and a bit of fun to him Mm. that we hadn't seen in a while. And then this one's just a really cool take on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what what more I could say other than I'm loving every aspect of it. It's really good. Mm. So I'm going to pass this question on to Zach. What have you been consuming? Oh, well, what have I been consuming? Now, that's an interesting question for you to ask me here because, uh... I was I was gonna say I haven't been doing anything with Spider Man, oh. but I have I have been playing a very recent game that's come out, uh, which is XCOM, Chimera Ooh. Squad, which is the newest in the XCOM alien murdering franchise that they've released. It's sort of a it's not a full game, it's like a a mini series. I was about to say mini game, but that's <laughs> But minigame is now like a its own thing. So yeah. it's it's like a smaller sort of just an RPG that's mm-hmm. set in the XCOM universe hmm. and keeps the same sort of combat mechanics from the original games, but adds some new, fresh sort of mechanics to give to everyone to try out and then uh, has less of a, like, a base building aspects to it more just a like squad building and then sending that said squad on missions <laughs> i haven't played it too much but i've been enjoying it so far um again it's not as like ginormous mega game sort of thing as like the latest XComs, but it's a nice cutesy little game that uh i think around like was around fifteen when I got it. Oh wow! Uh, fifteen dollars, yeah, because it's it's not a one of their big games. They released it for for cheaper, I think. So is it a standalone? Because it says that it's a sequel to a DLC for XCOM Two. Yeah, it's got story that's afterwards after the story. So it's based in the future after the second game. 
Hmm. Um, so there are spoilers in it that you have to avoid, but it's it's more of a standalone game in itself. My best theory is that it was going to be part of the next game, uh, like they were working on it, but then decided that uh, maybe that it, it was just too big for just a part of maybe XCOM 2 as DLC or a part of the next game. So they just made it into its own game and sort of polished the edges on it. Interesting. Hmm. It's been fun. It's been really fun. I've been enjoying it. Excellent. Now, I, I did have a question, though, Sandro. Uh, what have you been oh. consuming? <laughs> uh, what a great question. Thanks for it. Wow. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Shocked. Everyone in the audience is shocked. <laughs> I know. The basis of the consumption show. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Um, okay, video games, I'm still playing Red Dead 2, so there's nothing really to talk about there. (laughs) Almost three months, we're doing it. I I think I'm near the end, I don't know, it's hard to tell. I'm on the last chapter, but who knows how long that'll last. Wow. Mm. It took me like a month to get through chapter four, so Mm. anyway. Uh, But I uh, I sat down on my couch, and I know Zach can um, say that the couch is quite nice. It's a nice couch. couch. Couch gets two thumbs up. It's a solid couch. I have tested, tries it out. I'll give it one and a half thumbs. Okay, that's fair enough. It's not the best couch. It's a bit old. I mean, you know. Look, look, look. It could be better, but it could be a lot worse. Absolutely. You're really changing the tone of this couch, Sandra. <laughs> like, as soon as he, he's heard, like, criticism, he's, he's wheel-turning. He's U-turning on his couch situation. No, I like it, you know. Uh-huh. Personally, I'm a fan, but I can definitely see where you're coming from, even though I do disagree. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Now, with this couch talk, are we trying to cover for the fact that something went wrong and you haven't consumed much? I watched Scoob. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I've heard um, bad things. Mostly yeah. from you. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. I watched the new Scooby-Doo reboot, and it is... Um, well, first of all, I'll preface this review by saying uh, it's for kids. So if you're a kid, you probably will think it's fine. As <laughs> Have a f- you... Considered that most kids will find most things fine anyway. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you've considered that. Moving on. So, yeah, it's uh, it's real bad. It's terrible. It's very... It's Oh, it's bad. For some reason, it's 3D animation. I don't know why they chose to do that. I think that 3D a- animation is more limiting than 2D. Hmm, controversial mm. opinion, perhaps, Ooh. but mm. uh, I'm not a massive fan of 3D animation, especially when it comes to adapting Scooby-Doo, which is perfect in 2D. Mm. And uh, the story is, uh, you see Shaggy and, Shaggy and Scooby and the rest of the team meet when they're kids, and you're like, is this going to be the whole film? But it's not. It's them going on an adventure with some superheroes. Ooh. Uh, um, so what have we got? Like Wolverine and like... Uh, that's all I want, actually, Wolverine. <laughs> no, it's... um Spider-Man? We could have Spider-Man in there. Why not? No. No, no, no. There is a reference to Wonder Woman because it's a Warner Brothers movie and they have the rights. Ah, nice. There's also a reference to Lord of the Rings, which they say, oh, copyright infringement, even though I'm pretty sure they got the rights to that as well, so I don't know what that was about. (laughs) Okay, I'm back on board on the movie. It's won me over. Yeah, fourth wall breaks are good. I like that franchise. That's a franchise I like. Yeah, it's a good franchise. The superhero is called Blue Falcon, except it's um, it's not the actual... Blue Falcon, it's... I was going to say, I've heard of Blue Falcon. It's the son of Blue Falcon, and he's like uh, some rich boy, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's played by Mark Wahlberg, uh, <laughs> which is great. 
which is the main issue with this movie. The cast are all celebrities and not actual voice actors. You've got Frank Welker as Scooby-Doo. He's the <sighs> original voice. He's great. But for some reason, Will Forte plays Shaggy? Like What? <laughs> and it just sounds like he's doing a really bad impression at like a birthday party or something. It's really bad. <laughs> Zac Efron is Fred Jones, and he's probably the best of the bunch. But Hell still. yeah. Give me my Zacky boy. Although Ken Jong is in it, and he's pretty funny as well. Hmm. Simon Cow plays himself. As soon as Simon Cow showed up, I went, "Oh no!" <laughs> Is he the one who says he would have gotten away with it? No, he um, Aww. he no. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but then at the same time, I'm like, it doesn't matter at all. Don't don't encourage people to watch it. <laughs> so, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! He plays himself because he's signing the mystery team to a label. <laughs> right. I don't know what that. What? I, I have no idea. I don't know. I've got so many questions. Yeah, no. Um, the movie also kind of sets up a Hanna-Barbera extended universe. Oh, okay. Dick Dastardly is in it from Wacky Races. Dick Dastardly. As well as his dog, Muttley. They're all in it. There's crossovers between other Hanna-Barbera stuff, which means they're probably going to bring across uh, like Flintstones and Jetsons and do like m- movies <laughs> with them at some point if this is successful, which... Please don't be. <laughs> it might be. Who knows? Well, with reviews like this, then yes, it will. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, look, I'll just go see the movie if they're going to promise me some Flintstones. I love me some Flintstones. Yeah, we know how well that went in 94. Yeah, the Flintstones <laughs> movie was great, and you two peer pressuring me into rating it bad. I'm still mad. Anyway. um, There's, you know, the bit in the show where they run through doors yes yes they do that except there's no doors huh so it's just they just like run around a a giant room without any doors and it's the same thing but there's no doors okay so wait it's just like a hallway with like open uh no it's like um the foyer of like a giant hotel or something yeah yeah so it doesn't make any sense as to why they're running around yeah that's confusing to try and imagine. Yeah, okay. They do the classic thing where a character will, like, spout useless exposition, and then another character will be like, oh, that's bad writing. And I'm like, oh. Oh, oh, oh Sandro, oh. they gave you a voice. Oh, oh, that hurts. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's real bad. Don't watch it. They can only get away with that in Deadpool, where it goes, God, that's lazy writing. Mm. Yeah, but like at least in Deadpool, it's the point of the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with Scooby Doo, it's like they don't usually break the fourth wall. Just go watch the James Gunn live action films. Hell yes, they're great. Mm. And don't and don't watch this unless you want to cringe like I did many times. It's only an hour and a half, but it felt like three hours. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Not gonna lie. You're you're more selling me on the movie than yeah. Not. Uh, so far. Well, just to cleanse your palate, Sandro, that talk about copyright and all of that uh, made me think of one of Spider-Man's quips in uh, the Spider-Man game. Ooh. Mm. He's fighting this group called Sable, and they're searching for him, and they've got spotlights, and he said, Oh, guys, are these spotlights for me? I'm sorry, I couldn't tell. It's a bit too ambiguous. Maybe next time put a giant spider logo on it or something. No, wait, we might get sued. Mm. <laughs> Aha. Shots fired. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> yes. You giant bastard. 
Uh, I rate Scoob one thumb down. Oof. Reese, have you got anything else that you've been consuming recently, or Zach? No, I don't, apart from the two main things we're going to talk about. Ooh, okay. Uh, well, recently I actually uh, did a podcast with one of my um, uh, friends, and for that I watched uh, Indiana Jones. Ooh. Is that out? At the, hang on, when's this c- c- coming out? Yeah, that episode's out when this is out. Is it? Is it out? Okay, well then I won't talk about <laughs> it, and you can check out the episode. Boom, got him. <laughs> oh. uh, bamboozled again, you fools. You thought I was going to talk about things. Wait, what episode of which podcast? Well, funnily, you should ask, because it's Oldie But A Goodie, the show where we rate movies. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Mostly the former. <laughs> but this week, we actually did a good film. Sort of. Uh, it was Indiana Jones. <laughs> what do you mean, sort of? <laughs> sort of, as in, uh, I think Sandra and I agreed, it's the worst of the three Indiana Jones films that exist. Oh, <coughs> four. No, 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 no. <laughs> the three Indiana Jones films that exist. Four. There's only three. There's only three. And there's only three. <laughs> and we don't need to talk about any other movies that may or may not exist. To use a phrase we did last week, I'll die on this hill. The fourth film exists and it's watchable. Oh, oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and this is the final episode of Spin Off. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And in breaking news, Reese Parton is going to launch his own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where we talk about how there's three Indiana Jones films. Um, no, uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. So I kind of want to go back and, and watch Crystal Skull to see how. How watchable it is. I distinctly remember it was completely fine until the spaceship. And the spaceship I really didn't like. Yeah, the spaceship is bad. I don't like this swinging with monkeys part. That I love that bit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was amazing. I love this. Wind him up and let him go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Other than that, I've been playing League of Legends. Oh, no. And that game has still cursed my existence since 2013, 14. You've been playing it for ages. And it's continually to do so to this very day. What new DLC... No, not DLC. What new add-ons have they put in? Are there new characters? Uh, what what new ways to uh, milk their, <laughs> their uh, supporters out of their well-earned money? Is this an EA game? <laughs> uh, no, but it's close enough. Fair enough. They have loot boxes and other things, which I disagree with, but that's by the by. Uh, no, they have um, a mode called TFT, which is Teamfight Tactics, uh, which is a auto chess sort of mode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either of you two are familiar with auto chess games. They were a little popular a while ago. Kind of. Does Hearth? Stone count? Yes. Is that? Yeah, okay. So what happened is someone released a very popular mod on Dota, uh, which was called Auto Chess, which pretty much got the characters of Dota and made them pieces that you could purchase. There was mechanics for purchasing them, but you'd purchase these pieces and then they would go on the board and fight each other automatically. But they had synergies with each other. So... Uh, you would want to buy ones that would synergize with each other and uh, it was all random uh, what pieces you might be able to buy. Hmm. Um, So it's a random game of chance, but also it's all about balancing the risks and rewards of um, trying to re-roll all your champions to get the good ones, that sort of thing. Hmm. So it got very popular, extremely popular. 
Um, then Dota went to the creator of it and was like, we want to make this an official game. Can we team up with you to make an official game? And they were like, nah, <laughs> go stuff yourself. You can make your own game. I'm okay with that. But I'm going to go make my own game and I'm going to reap all the monies. Um, so they went and made their, their like mod a proper game. And then Valve made their game, which got way more popular than the original creator's game. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> and then other companies have jumped on. So Hearthstone and League of Legends jumped on. Yep. And they made their own versions of it. And I've been playing the Hearthstone one a lot till the Hearthstone one got really bad. Yeah, they ruined it. Yeah. They ruined it. I jumped on a couple months ago and went, oh no, what have they done? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things. It's mostly because you have to pay to play now. Uh, it's like a subscription service almost. It's yeah. not entirely. It's just like you'll be at a disadvantage if you don't. Yeah. Which feels bad. Whereas the League of Legends one, you can just play. And maybe you want to spend money on loot boxes to get cool cosmetics. You know, you don't have to. But if you don't, everyone will judge you for it. Hmm. So I've been playing that. I've been having fun. That's 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 my life. And then I've been watching movies, doing D&D, lots of D&D. And that's my entire life. I literally have no free time. Today, I woke <laughs> up, had a coffee, four hours of D&D. Then I got a call from dad halfway through that. Had to cancel that. Dad. Called up my dad afterwards. Then as soon as that call ended, I started watching Wrath of Khan. And that came in at like... 10 minutes after we were supposed to start recording <laughs> that that movie finished and then now i'm here and so that's nice. my life great ah that's all right i've been playing spider-man literally all day because there's been not much to do Hell yeah. <laughs> nice i've been editing all day because we've got an episode out tomorrow and i was like oh i should probably finish this <laughs> yeah oh, wait yeah no sorry this morning i did editing and then i was like okay mm. i've got free time now spider-man <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of the episode that I was editing, which is, has been out for a week by the time this episode's out. Whoa. Because we recorded yes. this in advance because Whoa. the recording schedule for Oldie Buddy Goody is very different to the recording schedule for spinoff. Anyway, Whoa. Um, our guest on that episode, Ben Volchok, he told me about this movie a while ago and I finally got a chance to watch it. And it's a weird one, Reese. <gasps> Are you saying it's time for... Weird Movies with Sandro! Indeed. <laughs> that added so much. That was great. Yeah, you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Okay, note to self, take clip and copy and paste into every episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, such a weird movie. So it's called Shocking Dark. Ooh. It's an Italian science fiction, extremely low-budget piece of trash it's also known as terminator 2 shocking dark it's also known as aliens 2 shocking dark it's also known as the alienators so it's already alienated me <laughs> it came out in <laughs> nice it came out in 1989 and uh the poster and everything uh they all claimed that it was the sequel to the terminator from 1984 because <laughs> judgment day hadn't come out yet however this has more in common with Aliens, James Cameron's Aliens. It's basically just a ripoff of Aliens, except it's called Terminator 2. Uh, and it's Italian. And it's entirely set in like a series of corridors. And So it's Doctor Who. <laughs> yep. Everyone is overacting. 
Um, so it is Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. <laughs> <laughs> There's aliens that look terrible but amazing. So it's so Doctor, this Who. Is Doctor Who. There's a moment where a robot falls on the ground because someone hit them with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, I don't remember that one. That could be Doctor Who. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was uh, pretty funny, but mostly boring. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Not like Doctor Who. No, not at all. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Doctor Who to me. Unless you're talking about the Chibnall. No. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, shots fired. Yeah. Boom. Mm. <laughs> um, that's all I've got to say about it. If either of you got questions about Terminator 2. I absolutely do. The Italian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are some questions? Uh, well, Reese, do you want to ask questions or shall I? I'll let you ask questions and then all I'm right. going to make a statement that will cause issues. So you go. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, wait. I already know what the statement is. You do? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going to say. Okay, first off, is there an Italian man that's like the Terminator but Italian? Yep. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. That's all I wanted um, to know. I'm going to see this movie. <laughs> Slight spoilers. There is this guy, this strong guy, who mm-hmm. has been like with the team the whole time fighting off aliens. And at one point, an alien bites his arm. And this movie's version of Ripley sees all the wires in his arm and is like, oh, you're a robot. And then he just oh. turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought there was a great joke about ripping his arm off and Ripley saw that happening. Ah. Oh, good. So this is literally just Terminator versus Aliens, the Italian movie. Yes, except instead of it being set in a post-apocalyptic future, it's set in Venice underground? (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday. Yesterday. It's happening right now as we speak. Oh, and also uh, the main characters who you follow, they all work for the Mega Squad. Um, so... <laughs> Mega Squad. Mega. Any other questions? Uh, that's it. Uh, I want to see this movie. This just feels like the film that film execs want made, but never get it made in America. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. That's all I needed to know, really. Like, this mm. sounds like the perfect movie. Um, I can't, I can't see it going wrong. It's uh, an hour and a half. I'll never get back. But I also don't <laughs> think I regret not. Like, mm. I think I was gonna watch it anyway because the concept of the Italian Terminator Two that's just a rip off of Aliens sounds amazing. <laughs> mm. Does it have an English translation? Like a uh, much like Murder Rock that we did. Oh, it no. seems to be mostly filmed in english and then some some characters are dubbed over not every character is dubbed over oh. like in murder rock okay that doesn't sound too bad except you can tell the writer didn't speak english oh, very no. well okay <laughs> that's good to know it's pretty funny especially when they try to like swear it sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> Try to swear. Yeah. The attempt. I love that. They obviously don't succeed. Oh, shuckle <laughs> Anyway, Reese, what's your controversial thing you wanted to say? Mm. I can't stand Terminator. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? That's fair. I just. No, it's not fair. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> I find the first one has dated incredibly badly. Mm. I thought no. it was quite dull and boring. The second one. Much better. Mm. Agreed. It is actually a good film. No. Uh, I haven't really seen any of the other ones, I'll be honest. You don't need to. 
don't watch any of the other ones. Yeah, those are the only two ones that really matter. I've heard that. Even they agree. The, the filmmakers of the new ones tried to forget three of them. <laughs> yeah, but even that new one wasn't great, so... Oh, what was it? Is that the the one with the old... Yes, Sarah Connor is back, and yeah. Yes, Sarah Connor. I thought that one was a solidly okay. Yeah, it was okay. Mm. I thought that one was a very okay movie, like a 6.5 or 7 out of 10, like somewhere around that range. It wasn't yeah. good, but it wasn't bad, which was the most shocking bit about it. Because the other one <laughs> with... um. Everyone's favorite doctor, what's his name? Uh, Who? Oh, Matt Smith plays. Yeah, yeah. A everyone, everyone's favorite <laughs> uh, high school teen favorite doctor. Wait, <laughs> why am I hearing sarcasm here? <laughs> what? No, 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 zero sarcasm. Absolutely okay. not. I was a teenage girl once, and I really <laughs> loved that doctor. And he's uh, certainly there. Um, he's not a bad actor. The problem is his character is bad. I can't remember it. I don't like his character. It's yeah. it's a, it's an alien uh, computer. You know, it's Skynet. He plays Skynet. Yeah. But Skynet oh, has a right. personality now. <laughs> and Skynet is, like, trying to make itself into the Terminator. I can't remember the plot anymore. It's been so long. And Skynet was going to be in the sequels more, so we would have had more Matt Smith. But instead, yes. the film bombed and we got... No more in that franchise. Yeah, no. And yep. then literally in the next movie, it's like, yeah, in this reality, Skynet never existed. <laughs> it was something else. So Matt Smith yeah. got a paycheck, got paid to work out, and then couldn't turn up anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. It, uh, he was good. The problem was the whole plot didn't make any sense, and it's the rest of the movie completely suck. Didn't it also star Jai Courtney too? Yeah, my favourite yes. part about that movie was how they tried to make Jai Courtney likeable. And it was just <laughs> laughable. No offence, Jai. <laughs> no. No, it's just you're garbage and you suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. You're you... good in Suicide Squad. One of the only good performers in that. Because uh... <laughs> he gets to use his accent. That's true, actually. It's kind of mm. like Sam Worthington. When he's not trying to do another accent, he's good. Yep. Mm, that is true. There we go. Good save. Uh, yep. That's weird movies. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we jump to not weird movies and the mm. main segment of the show? What? Yeah. So the reason we're doing this is over on Oldie Birdie Goody episode number uh, 74. That's right. <laughs> we are talking about Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. And we were like, let's get Reese on that episode. But then we were also like, it's a sequel and we kind of want to watch the other two films first. So we mm. thought, let's do it here. So right now we're going to talk Motion Picture and Wrath of Khan. We'll kick it off with the Motion Picture first. Mm. The motionless one. <laughs> the motionless picture. <laughs> I what? just like saying it. It's actually good. Whoa. Shots yeah, fire. what are your first first impressions? We'll go around the table starting with you, Reese. Well, I'd seen this years ago, actually, and... Out of all of them, because I've seen them all previously, and out of all of them, this is the one I could least remember. So I thought maybe I didn't like it, but watching it again, the only thing I don't like is that any shot, including spaceships, take takes five minutes to pass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sorry, but it's a really good film. The story is good. It would have been a great normal episode if you took out the padding of we're flying this shuttle to a ship. Mm. We're still flying it. I guess what. <laughs> Still on our way. <laughs> so I do like it, but there are bits that are really slow. Although that being said, it did give us the Star Trek Next Generation theme for the first time. Yes, it did. In those shots. So even they've got some stuff going for them. 
Plus, it gave us our favorite ship spotter as opposed to mm, train spotter. Mm, yes. Mm. Well, well, what are you, Zach? Uh, mostly same thoughts. It's a really big, long Star Trek episode. Yeah. Yep. It's not so much a movie. It's just a really big episode, uh, epic sort of episode. Which is pretty much what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's literally just that. that. That's what it was meant to be originally as well, which we'll get to. Mm. And I think... That's the reason a lot of people don't like it, is because it's less of a movie and more of just a one big episode. Mm. But that's a lot of reason why some people do like it. Yeah. I definitely agree with the, like, they spent five minutes on just these panning shots. And on one (laughs) hand, I was like, good lord, this is taking forever. On the other hand, (laughs) I found it quite soothing, you know? It was like the instrumental music in the background. You see the majesty of these ships. So that, mm. that was there. I did go to the toilet at one point during one of these scenes and came back and it was still going. It was still going. Classic. Yeah, I did that as well. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny, and I was going to mention that. But I did really like it. And I haven't seen this one before. I've seen Wrath oh, okay. of Khan before, wow. yeah. but I had never seen the first one. Hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah, interesting. I saw motion picture on TV uh, mm. when they played them all, and I think that made my opinion more negative watching it on TV, having to put up with ads every 15 minutes. <laughs> Fly towards the ship, ad break. Get on the ship, talk for a bit, ad break. Another ship, oh, ad break. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. But watching it as an actual movie, uh, I thought it was really enjoyable. I kind of mm. liked the long panning shots just because the music was so good oh, and it just yes. let you sit in the soundtrack. Jerry Goldsmith is a genius. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I did love your Instagram story. You said Star Trek, <laughs> more like Stare Trek. Because <laughs> everyone's just staring at all these ships as they come along. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just a long two and a, well, almost two and a half hour long episode of uh, the original series. And the thing is, weirdly, the original series might be the most divisive Star Trek series out of all of them, because a lot of people don't find it interesting at all. So, it's fair enough. I quite like the original series most of the time. However, I will say this, this Mm -hmm. style of Star Trek story, a giant, dumb object in space (laughs) doing stuff, and they've got to find out what its deal is, is kind of my least favourite style of Star Trek story in general. I think you entirely misinterpreted it too. It wasn't dumb, it was very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, clearly you didn't enjoy it. You didn't understand the whole plot. <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is the sci-fi term, though, for that style of story. It's yes. like a big dumb object, a BDO. Absolutely. Because there's so many Star Trek episodes where they do this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it is kind of my least favorite style of Star Trek story, but I thought this was pretty good, and I think it carried it well. Yes, mm. agreed. Quick bit of info. Directed by Robert Wise, he did uh, The Sound of Music. Oh, really? Ah, Same director as The Sound of Music. Yeah. Gene Roddenberry wasn't really... I mean, he's a producer. He didn't have anything to do with the writing for this Mm. one, though. Um, Unlike he did for Wrath of Khan, which we'll get to when we talk about that. This was originally meant to be a two-part pilot for Star Trek Phase 2. So Phase 2 is... um, It was meant to be a sequel series to the original series because they wanted to bring it back. They wanted to update the budget. Like, the pilot was going to cost about $10 million for the two-parter. Oof. Probably the most expensive pilot at the time. Yeah. No, that's crazy. And it it all fell through, and they made it a movie instead. And then they couldn't go back to it. This is 
what I understand, they couldn't go back to a TV series. So they're like, screw you guys. We're going to replace you because the cast didn't want to go back to something cheaper than what they were getting for the movies. So they made The Next Generation. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, Mm. that is the reason why they did that. And then they made the Next Gen movies, uh, of which there is one good one. (laughs) Again, something else we disagree on. (laughs) And that's why I'm starting my own podcast. (laughs) I mean, I think I disagree, but uh, probably not in the same way. (laughs) You like Nemesis, don't you? (laughs) Nemesis is complete garbage. Uh, (laughs) My argument is there's no good Whoa. I don't like generations i think generations is so anticlimactic especially mm. considering it's meant to be kirk's final adventure mm. no it's good and i can't remember insurrection is it good insurrection is fun mm. i'm saying fun because that doesn't make it good mm. but i have a good time watching it mm. Mm. it seems like the reception for motion picture was pretty mixed at first because it's got 42 percent on rotten tomatoes from both the critics and audience so pretty mixed all around it was considered a disaster critics-wise, when it first came out in 79. Mm. Uh, however, it made a bit of money. It cost yeah. $45 million. What do you think it made? I already know that Reese knows, so I'm just going to ask that. <laughs> what? what? Okay. It cost how much? It cost $45 million. $45 mil. I'm going to say it made two fifty. Ooh, a bit less. A mm, bit less than that. Two twenty. Still a bit less than that. Okay, more than a what? bit less than that. 20. Very close. Ooh, a little bit, Go up a, little a bit, bit more. Oh, 133. Oh, very Ooh, close. So close. In fact, let's give it to him. That's... Well, yeah, come on. I can't do that. Look, do you want me to guess de- like decimal points? What do you, you got here? 139. Oh, 139. Okay. That was very close. You did very well. Yeah. I should have got a little higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, which I think it stayed the highest grossing Star Trek film until Undiscovered Country? I think. Which is surprising, because from what I remember, that's my least favourite. Ooh. <laughs> is that... Hang on. Four. The, the one after Search for Spock that kind of wraps up that trilogy. Is, is that Undiscovered Country? I can't remember. No, I think that's five mm. Undiscovered Countries. The fifth one, uh, I thought. Huh. I can't remember. No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, there's a lot of these bad boys. There's so many titles. We'll be getting back to them, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Zach, what's the general plot? Just like quick premise of this movie. Okay, so you got you got a big spaceship here, big spaceship. It's coming towards you, but it's an angry cloud. And then, and then you got um, you got the Star Trek. It's there. He's there driving the Star Trek. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they have to they stop it because angry cloud is heading towards the. <laughs> You know, and if angry cloud, angry clouds the 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 earth. Oh, that's gonna be bad. That's a bad time. So angry. Can someone cloud animate needs... this, please. <laughs> need to be need to be no no. Stop that angry cloud before it angry earth. Excuse me, sir. Could you say I'm giving it all I've got, Captain? I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. Yeah. Thought so. It's Scotty. <laughs> yes, it was Scotty the whole time. That's spot yep. on. That's exactly how Jimmy Doohan sounded. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's pretty great. Oh, I love, um, what's it? Spark. <laughs> Shatner. <laughs> like, would you please sit down? Yeah. Would you please yeah. sit down? No, but he, he always goes, Spark. 
It, no, it doesn't matter what, what situation he's in. He always says it the exact same way, which is Spark. Yeah. Spark. He definitely is more Shatner-esque in this than he is in the TV show. Yeah. yeah. His style of talking comes through in this one. It's good. I love it. He is good. <laughs> he is good. I believe this film, by the way, saved him from living in his car. Wow. Really? Because he wasn't successful after the TV series, so that's the reason why he came back, was because there was a lot of money in this film. Mm. It's almost like he's not a great actor. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh. That's fine. <laughs> nah, he's good. <laughs> I dispute that, and we'll talk about the second film soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the plot, big, angry space thing heading towards Earth. They go to investigate it. It kills a whole bunch of uh, birds of prey, Klingon birds of prey. Yeah. Which had the great Klingon theme playing. Yeah, around. oh dude, oh, yeah. I loved, I loved it with the like the subtitles and things. Gah. Mm. They need, they need more, they need more Klingons in these movies. I swear. Oh, don't <laughs> worry, you'll get some. <laughs> Both these movies severely lacking. You get Marty. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. In the third one, which mm. we'll talk about another day, <laughs> there's uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Christopher Lloyd plays a Klingon. Oh, yeah. I've got Christopher Lloyd's yeah. in Search for Spock. <laughs> that, that's, that's amazing. Hell yeah. Okay, now I have to see those movies. He's great. Man. I mean, you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of your contract. I mean, you literally have to see that one by Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, not giving away we're recording stuff. No, not at all. No, <laughs> Wait, no, what? no, Whoops. no, no. I'll have to check it out at some point. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Before next Monday when the episode is released. Well, uh, you know, at some point, maybe. <laughs> Look, in the future. Yeah. Uh, Where are we up to? <laughs> how should we start reviewing this? I guess, uh, cast, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. It's got William Shatner in it. People think he's a dick. He's pretty good in this film. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leonard Nimoy is just, was an amazing person, and he completely owned the character of Spock. Mm. He's great. He's good. Sorry, Spark. Spark. Yeah, yeah, Spark. <laughs> God, I love it. Yeah, no, he's, he's he's amazing. He's an amazing actor. I think he's great. Mm. He's really good in this, yep. Good to see uh, Dr. McCoy back as well, played by DeForest Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly looks like he has an age compared to everyone else in the cast. Yeah, I know. Well, he's one of those people who kind of looks old, quite young, and then doesn't look like he ages after that point. Yeah, yeah like Picard. Exactly, yeah, just like Picard. He looks really old, but also young at the same time, and then over time doesn't change. And Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, or Bruce Willis. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, he's someone I always underestimated as a kid because I just thought he was old and grumpy, but I look at it now, there's so much nuance in his performances. Mm. Mm. He's really good. Yeah, and he, he didn't come back. He was recruited, if I recall. <laughs> Drafted. <laughs> <laughs> it was your idea? Damn it, Jim. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> He's good. James Dewan is Scott, Scotty, Scott man. He's good as always. God, I love this Scottish man in the back fixing your engines. <laughs> He'll get you flying. Nah, he's he's good. I love him. He's really fun. Because he's given it all he's got, Captain. Hi. Mm. Given it all he's got. And Walter Koenig is Chekhov. I forgot that he kind of came into the films. I always thought he was just in the like second and third season of the original <laughs> series and showed up in like uh the journey home well you're very surprised aren't you <laughs> yeah mm. i i just completely forgot that yeah. he was in these because i think that um 
who plays him? Anton. Yeah, Yelchin. Yelchin from mm. the J.J. Abrams films. Yeah. He kind of owns that character, he and does. in my eyes, is kind of the definitive version of Chekhov. I can agree mm. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy in this is also excellent. Oh god, yeah. It does highlight something that I found kind of funny. Um, Star Wars had come out at this point, and I feel like they were doing their best to avoid that style of film, and they were trying mm. to go for a 2001 Space Odyssey kind of feel. Yeah. Because the action in this basically equates to the computer gets damaged and Chekhov's hand gets burnt, and he goes, ah, ah. <laughs> and that's, that's the extent of the action you get. <laughs> Yep. It was a ve- very dramatic hand burn. Oh, it was. I thought he was going to die. It's true. But, like, he collapses on the ground, and I'm like, okay, did he die from that? Yeah. He was screaming around holding his hand for a bit. Jesus. <laughs> I'll just wait till the next film. God, I mean, they all die. <laughs> well, uh, man, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Uhura is back, but she doesn't really have anything to do. You mean that's just Uhura? <laughs> usual, which is a shame. Mm. Yeah. Of course, George Takai. Take wait. How do you say his last name? Takai. Takai. Just think about him saying, "Oh my." <laughs> and of course, George Takai's back as Sulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's excellent as always. Yep. Yeah. And we've also got uh, an actress called Perseus Cambata playing Ilea. Uh, Ilea. Aaliyah, yes, yes. Uh, who mm. had to shave her head completely for this role. She plays I, I was wondering one of about the that. new cast members. I was wondering if she had a bald cap or if she actually had to shave her head for that. Yep. Because it, it, it looks like she shaved her head. So yeah. I was like, yeah, is that did. a bald yeah. cap? I can't tell. It's really good if it's a bald cap. I was going to say, mm. usually you can tell when yeah. somebody's done that, but clearly not. <laughs> yeah, which confused me. Mm. Yeah, totally. It says here that uh, she was cast for Phase 2. Um, she was going to be a recurring character in Phase oh. 2, but they just kept her into the film. And fortunately, she, does, she doesn't show up in any of the other movies. I thought no. she, she was really good, though. She was. Because yeah, they yeah, did kind of write her out. That is a shame. The actress has done pretty much nothing else. Uh, a couple thrillers, a post-apocalyptic movie called She-Wolves of the Wasteland. That's about it. The pilot for Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. <laughs> oh boy, what a show. <laughs> mm. So yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Oh well. And there's also Stephen Collins as Decker, the guy who's meant to be the captain, but then Kirk yeah. comes along and it's like, bloody get out of my seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get out of my seat, man. Hey, you remember when I put you in my seat? Get out <laughs> of my seat. Get wrecked, nerd. See you later. <laughs> Direct quote. Spark, he's being mean to me. <laughs> Spark, I can't handle it. Spark. <laughs> Emotion is irrelevant. That was such an interesting storyline. And in both films, there's a, a comment about how the cast is getting old, mm. but they try to make them act young. And it's just kind of like yeah. a weird dichotomy of we want a younger cast, we want to do young action stuff, but... We're also mm. calling them old and highlighting why they're not. Mm. Mm. I, I liked it. The sort of like ending of an era sort of aspect about them. Yeah. Uh, which was obviously very um, fortuitous. Yes. Uh, for its time. But I, I, I liked the sort of the, the wrapping up almost of their story. Mm. For the new one. Uh, the better one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> No, but uh, I really liked um, Kirk's sort of journey throughout these two movies. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Where he goes from like he's now an admiral, he wants to fly around, but then he doesn't want to fly. But he wants to fly around, but he really doesn't. <laughs> he shouldn't. He Spock, shouldn't. I just can't decide. <laughs> yeah. I like how he's less of a ladies' man, less of an action hero <laughs> in these as well, because that's the part of the original series that, while it's incredibly funny, doesn't <laughs> hold up. Mm. Uh, well, he's also, like, older now. Yeah. So he's sort of past that. It's less about him going out into the action and ladies and whatever. It's more just about being out there in space, captaining mm. a ship and that sort of thing. And one of the only bits of depth in uh, Star Trek Beyond, which I know Sandro's not a fan of at all. Nope. Um, <laughs> but there was a bit at the beginning of that where um, Chris Pine's version of Kirk who in the first two films is quite womanizing, yeah. mm. very action-based. He still is in the third one. But in the beginning, there's a great sequence where he's they make a really funny reference to uh, they've been out for a certain number of days, which is the same number of days as there were episodes of the original series. And mm. he says, this whole thing is starting to feel very episodic and he's getting worn <laughs> out and he's feeling old. So it's the same. It's a reflection of what happened in these two movies in the beginning of that movie. Huh. Yeah. There you go. I mean, yeah, like his the whole premise of the original series is they're just out floating in space for five years. Yeah. So mm. you would get tired, but you'd also get somewhat addicted to it, I guess. Oh, and God, yeah. yeah. Kirk certainly is. I love the ending where he's like, just fly in that direction. Just go there. <laughs> Second star on the left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Spock doesn't really have a journey in this. It kind of sets up the idea that he does with his character's introduction. Yeah. And then it's less of a journey than it is in Wrath of Khan for the rest of the movie. Yeah. The rest of it feels like they're setting up the fact that he didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really uh, interesting. I liked how cold he was mm. at first. Yes. Like, he was really cold compared to if you... <laughs> Watch the second film or part of the series. He's just never that like actively cold. But yeah. after his long trek on Vulcan, where he's trying to get all his emotions, he comes back way colder than yeah. he normally is. It's true. And, uh, I love that bit where uh, Doctor McCoy is like, "Spock, God help me, I'm glad to see you." Hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> and Spock's <laughs> just staring at them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like. The old Spock would have, you know, cracked some joke where he's like, and I, of course, am logically unhappy to see you. Yes. Um, or something like that, you know. Hey, you bastard. Come in and give me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. Continue on with your work, Doctor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how long exactly was he on Vulcan for? Because we, we, we don't really know when the original series ends because it didn't end properly. It got cancelled. I think they mentioned... Two years or something? Two years to... Yeah, okay. Interesting. It would be interesting to kind of like... Well, there probably is a book or something, but to Mm. explore the loss of his emotions as he's on that journey. That would be really interesting. Uh, Because he's he's a lot less cold in the next movie, Mm. uh, which is is good. But also, it's it's interesting. Um, Should we get into some spoilerific plot details? The ending's pretty cool. I like the ending a lot. I practically told the story before, though, Sandra. They yeah, didn't you hear that? The big ship, boom, boom, we're coming up to oh, Earth. Oh, <laughs> it's all angry, you know? So the end of the movie is they go inside of the giant space object and it's the Voyager. 
Kate Mulgrew is there and she's like, hello, <laughs> it's me from the future show Voyager. Seven of Nine pops out and also a bunch Ooh. of other oh, people. Oh, no. <laughs> and then they shoot them with their phases <laughs> and they all die. The end. Uh, no. You know, I might retract what I had to say about the computer being really smart because all it was was just storing information, not being smart because they called yeah. it Vija, not Voyager. <laughs> How mm, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what the the robots called it. Yeah, because mm. they didn't think to clean it off. <laughs> well, it could have been, you know, part of the structure, the grime that it accumulated. You know, you don't know. Mm. You're right. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, you weren't there. You don't know their story. They had mm. to translate a language from across galaxies away to get Vija. And what you're complaining about is they didn't wipe it down properly. <laughs> I know, they're not janitors. They speak English. The <laughs> alien spaceship speaks English, for God's sake. It does. It does. It does. I never... Well, I guess it's from Earth. But it no, is. that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it, 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 it grabbed the lady and the lady spoke for the ship. And it's she true. Would know, yeah, she would know right, English. That's right, she translated. Yes. It's a pretty cool... I like the concept of it because, yeah. as I you mentioned, I don't really care too much about, oh, it's a giant space cloud. What <laughs> are we going to do? But then, like, once they start exploring the space cloud, it gets really interesting. And then when you find out that it's uh, the Voyager that they found and it w- wants to find its creator, it's like, this is really interesting. Yeah, this it was very philosophical as well, yes. which was interesting. Not the only Star Trek movie that deals with this as well. I, I believe the fifth one, which is directed by Shatner, is also <laughs> dealing with this sort of uh, mm. trying to find your creator topic as well. I'm sorry, who is that directed by? Shatner! <laughs> Shatner, boo-boo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I really like the concept of we just sent this probe out with, with two goals. Gather information and then return it to us the creator. Yes. And it's taken that to the extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of liked the corruption of, like it was a commentary on fundamentalism and becoming obsessed with this idea and uh, how it's supposed to be a vastly intelligent machine, but it, it just dealt with a very binary mm. solution. So only the creator could tell me this, only then can I provide the information to the creator, that sort of thing. And anything that gets in the way is absorbed. Mm a.k.a. destroyed. Yeah. It was a very interesting way of combining science and uh, religion, which I'm sure some people would have taken offense at Spock's line of it's highly illogical Mm. to believe in such things. (laughs) Especially in the 70s, yeah. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Although Star Trek always did, like, like, I have been watching the original series over the past three years. I watch maybe an episode a month, so very slowly going through it. (laughs) Yeah. But the original series does have those undertones all throughout it as well. Oh, it's true. Yeah. So for them just to kind of say it like flat out in this episode, it's like, huh. Ah, yes. It is quite ahead of its time in that way, I think, in terms of what it was trying to say. But also to become a higher being, to evolve, it had to get those irrational, illogical... Mm ideas of otherworldly beings otherwise it yes. couldn't evolve 
exactly. There was a human element that it needed. Yeah. Yeah. As um, I was going to say, as Shatner said, I meant as Kirk said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Shatner yeah. said it because he's saying Kirk's words yeah. for us, but you know what I mean. Shatner is basically Kirk, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Agreed 100%, no doubt. <laughs> he's basically Zap Brannigan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, shall we rate it? How do we want to rate it? We can rate it an oldie or a goodie, but also use the Nerd Out Ooh. ratings oh. system. So we give it two ratings. Ooh. Zach, are you familiar with the Nerd Out ratings system? I could use some reminders. So to go from the lowest to highest, we've got two thumbs down, mm. one thumb down, a schmear or a schmear in the middle, depending which way you're leaning, oh, and then one yeah. thumb up, yeah. two thumbs up. So it's basically out of five, yeah. except the three has like two kind of ways that you can lean. Yeah, I definitely know what I am. So what are you? <laughs> do you is that yeah. me? Uh, do I uh, tell? All right. It's a yeah, go for schmear it. for me. Hmm. But out of an oldie or a goodie, what would you give it? Uh, I'd give it a goodie. Yeah, um, because I've had two binary systems. It's a... <laughs> our binary rating, I rated a goodie. And I'd give it a schmer. I don't know if yeah. I'm fully on board with a plus one thumb up. But it's somewhere in between yeah. those. It's definitely yeah. like... I'll probably not revisit it again. But I really love the concept <laughs> of it. Yeah. Uh, if I have uh, a couple of hours to kill watching... Uh, a spaceship be revealed, um, <laughs> then yes, I'll go back yeah. to watch it. You know those videos where they just have a fireplace burning on the screen? Absolutely. You could replace that and put a sci-fi theme on by just putting this movie on. Yep. And you can have the same effect. Oh, having like a playlist of Star Trek movies to just have in the background Ooh. for Star Trek noises. That would yeah. be a great. Yeah. Actually, oh, it kind of makes me want to give this a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> um but I'll stick to the schmer because I like nice. saying that. Schmer? <laughs> yeah. It is a fun one to say. It is. How about you, Reese? I think I have to uh, agree entirely. So that's a, a goodie and mm. a schmer, especially when you compare it to what we're going to talk about next. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree as well. It's a schmer, but it's also a goodie. Perhaps it is an oldie but a goodie. Oh. It's the definition. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes, because it's slow, but I enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> the ideas are great, but again, five minutes to show 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 a ship is not that entertaining for me. It's one where it's like uh, mm. you've got to be a fan of the original series, I think, yeah. to like this yeah. film. Yeah, I put it into context that it's the sort of thing they tried to do with the series. They really tried to show us really good model shots. But they got away with it this time around because they had more time and more money yeah. to execute them. So I actually went, that's pretty good. I'll, I'll cut them some yeah. slack. Yeah. There's always a divide of who you please more, the fans or like the general movie audience. And it's mm. a hard balance to get. Mm-hmm. But they definitely chose which one they went for in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay, before we jump into Wrath of Khan, after the release of the motion picture, Gene Roddenberry wrote his own sequel t- to it. The general premise is this. The crew of the Enterprise travel back in time to set right a corrupted timeline after the Klingons use the Guardian of Forever to prevent the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Paramount was like, no. <laughs> and they uh, they removed him from the production slate and just basically kept him in the executive producer role. According to Shatner, he was kicked upstairs. Blimey. So, yeah, that doesn't... I mean, it sounds like a good episode, but 
probably. Uh, good good Star Trek episode, absolutely. But probably not a movie. <laughs> no, no, possibly not. Some of the worst episodes of Star Trek, I say this liking Star Trek 4, are where they are on Earth, mm. I think. Uh, I do agree. I like it when they're out in space, exploring space, and not back on Earth, which I didn't sign up for my sci-fi to be on Earth. Although it, I do like the occasional reference to Earth and how it's changed in the future or whatever. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a curiosity. So, Zach, what you're saying is you like it when Star Trek is trekking through the stars. Uh, you could say mm. that. Mm. Uh, I, I would go out on a limb to perhaps say yeah, that. Yes. Yeah. Um, there are some, yeah, I'm thinking of one in particular in the original series. I can't remember what the name is though, but it's a very famous episode from the first season that's really good. And it's set on earth in the thirties. I think that was a good episode. Oh yes. Yeah. I quite like that. But anyway, instead they made a sequel of the episode, the space seed where Kirk was, uh, was introduced. Have you seen that episode, Zach, the space seed? I don't think so. Okay. It's um, I can't remember. it's pretty standard Star Trek. They find a crew of some ship out in space, and they rescue him. And turns out they're evil, and so they're like, "Get off our ship!" And that's basically. They did basically give the synopsis in Wrath of Khan. <laughs> they did as well, yeah. Mm. But anyway, Wrath of Khan. It's directed by yeah. Nicholas Meyer, who was best known for directing this and another Star Trek movie. Um, that's what he's known for. <laughs> it is starring the same people and Khan. Yes. Do you mean Khan? <laughs> Khan! It cost $12 million. They really bumped down the budget for this one. Yet it was so much better. <laughs> yeah, weird enough. Yeah. What do you think it made? Ooh, see, this I don't even know. Ooh. Uh... So... I will say this. The equivalent of what it made today... Is about two fifty million. So what was two fifty million back in eighty two? All right, I'm going to go to the conversion rate on Google. <laughs> that was going to be my guess. <laughs> I'm going to say one twenty five. I'm going to go one twenty six. It's lower <laughs> than both of those. Damn it! It's not. A, I should have gone one twenty four. Not a massive amount, but it is <laughs> only two numbers. One twenty two. Double digits. Oh. Ninety seven. Yes. Wow. Is it? You bang on. Well done. <laughs> 97 million worldwide. Boom. I know my exchange <laughs> rates. Full yes, you do. Dab, inflation, dab. boom. Inflation, <laughs> boom. Dab on it inflation. Did, um, yeah. It did set a world record, though, for its first day box office gross. A lot of people went out and saw it on mm. the opening uh huh. on the opening night. Wow. However, it, yeah, it didn't quite make much, and... Uh, only the undiscovered country. That was the next one that really took it back into those triple digits. Mm-hmm. Uh, well received, though. 87% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics, 90% from audience scores. A lot of people love it. It's considered one of the best sci-fi movies of all time and is considered the best Star Trek movie of all time as well. It was all right. It was kind of... <laughs> yeah. I mean... It's eh, the best of the original whatever. series movies. Yeah. Uh, there was those gross, sluggy things. They were, like, icky. I don't know. <laughs> the gross, sluggy thing. Icky. <laughs> Ew. They was icky. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. First impressions. Let's go, Zach. What do you think? I just, I just gave mine. What do you mean? You it, didn't was, it was icky. <laughs> it was icky. Ew. Nah, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. It was. Yeah. Uh, I loved it when I saw it when I was, like, 11 or whenever I was in mm. Star Trek. This is the thing. 
I'm trying to remember things from when I watched the original series because I watched Likewise. Picard first, um, and it will always be my favorite. That's why I call yeah. it Picard. Um, and then I watched the original <laughs> series, and then I watched the movies. You didn't watch Voyager or Deep Space Nine? No, I watched. I've I've afterwards, like when I was okay. fourteen or whatever, I watched Voyager and other things. I think I was fourteen when I saw Voyager all the way through as well. I haven't. I don't think I've seen all of Deep Space Nine. It's a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot, so I, I don't think I've watched all of it. But, boy, did I love this movie. It was great. Uh, I love the villain. It's mm. it's nice nowadays, watching watching movies nowadays, and then going back to a, a way older movie with a may, way more interesting villain. <laughs> huh? <laughs> and uh, his uh, really interesting, uh, really interesting... Costume? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, um, I like that he has has this sort of backstory and he's killing people. Although he does have a very... For someone who's so intelligent, he kind of doesn't uh, do the smart. No. I'm just going to say. Although he is very arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's from uh, the 1800s, I think. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentioned at some point. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 2000s. Yes. The ancient time of 2000s. Oh, yes, because he's genetically, genetically engineered because he's a strong boy. That's right. He's the same character that um, Benedict Cumberbatch plays. Boo! <laughs> what? <laughs> I love Did you say me. boo or boom? <laughs> we don't talk about Star Trek Into Darkness. Nah, it's fine. Why? Why wouldn't you talk about one of the best Star Trek films ever made? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's fine. You don't like the new Star Trek films, do you? Mm. I like the first one, and then the other two, I'm, I'm, no. You're odd. <laughs> I like the one where they play rock music, and that defeats the bad guy. Yikes. It wasn't that that defeated the bad guys. It was Kirk punching Idris Elba in the face. <laughs> you're right, you're right. That was also bad. <laughs> the, the rock music helped, though. Yeah, it did, yeah. Mm. I think the thing with Into Darkness is that all of the... Uh, all of the marketing was, this is not Khan, this is not Khan, we're not doing Khan, and they just did Khan. I think you need to move on beyond the marketing, because when the movie comes out, the marketing doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the marketing lied to him. It doesn't really matter. How dare they? How th oh. dare they try and seduce me into seeing this film? That I was going to see anyway, probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Correct. <laughs> it's not too bad. I'm just... You're just salty. I haven't rewatched it since it came out understood anyway wrath yeah i liked this one a lot it's a lot mm. of fun really really interesting ship combat some of the best ship combat mm. probably the best ship combat at this point in star trek i think yes yeah i was gonna say at this point <laughs> at this point yes it's very good yes uh they do yeah reuse a lot of sets a lot but that's because this was made on the cheap so fair enough Hmm. Considering that I think the cast, at least the main three, got about a million. Ooh. That leaves nine million left, and you've got to pay everyone else working on it, so you don't Jesus. really have time to buy all the stuff. Yeah, wow. Look, there's a reason that the crew is made up of all these young recruits. <laughs> <laughs> young people that we don't have to pay very much that have volunteered to be on the show. Mm. Excellent. They're recruits, so they don't need to say much because they wouldn't speak to a commanding officer. Thus, we don't have to pay an actor much. Exactly, yes. but also yes. convenient for the plot mm. and cool for the plot. I like it. Oh, I did too. The plot being 
There's a terraforming device named Genesis, and Khan wants to steal it, but he also wants to kill Kirk. Yes. It's a big boom boom, you make the earth go, wow, full, full of life, and then the, the bad guy, oh, he's scary bad guy, he come in and he's <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to boom boom, but I'm going to boom boom the planet with already life, and then it's going to replace the life, oh, no more life, but he also don't like that, that Kirky guy, oh, he's a bad, bad guy, that's what he says, not what we say, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to kill that Kirky boy and then I'm going to ruin my entire plans over and over again just because I want to kill that Kirky boy, but then I don't. Exactly. Can I have a pepperoni pizza, please? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can have the pepperoni pizza on the side of uh, a Spock special. It's full of radiation. Oh, yes. Yes. Yum, yum. (laughs) I will say this about Into Darkness, though. I think (laughs) move on from it. (laughs) Genesis is captured better in Into Darkness. I think the terraforming looks pretty incredible in that. I'm just slowly. I should should rewatch it. I haven't seen it since 2013. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're just you're wheeling back. You're like, I don't even remember how bad it was. Yeah, is it bad? <laughs> God, I have to watch it before I before I say things. I don't know. Last time I saw it was in the cinema. God, I was so offended. <laughs> I need to see it again. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was okay. The perform the, the performances are pretty much the same. Like. I guess Leonard Nimoy's a little more jokey in this because he's training a bunch of recruits. Uh, he's good. He's the Spock I know and love. Yeah, he's great in this. He was good, yes. Absolutely. He's got a bit of quip. Like, he's got that quick wit mm. quips that I, I love with Spock. It's like the the cold sort of wall that you bump into where he... And, and then he just throws a jab at you out of the blue mm, yeah. which is always you know it's it's it emphasizes how funny it is because of how normally cold and uncaring he is you know yeah oh totally which is great uh, i i really loved him in this he's excellent i love ricardo montalban as khan though yes he's mm. also in uh, the original planet of the apes movies the <laughs> fantasy island tv show and he's the grandfather in spy kids <gasps> was he I never made that connection. Really? Wow. Yeah, he is. That's right. Yep. Awesome. That's really, really cool. God, I need to watch Spy Kids again. Spy Kids, definitely. Uh, don't watch Spy Kids again. Um. <laughs> Dude, Spy Kids was my jam. I Me think too. I've watched that movie 70 times. Likewise. Uh, the second one, because it's the best one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you say otherwise, you're wrong. You can <laughs> say it. Just be aware of how wrong you are. Anyway, continue. Yeah. The first one's still pretty good, though. Oh, yeah, it's great. But the second one's the best one. The second one's the best one. And the third one is hilarious. There is no third is, one. Is... <laughs> yeah, and no fourth one. And no, oh, yeah. There is not a fourth one. Uh... No. That we can agree on. That franchise does not have a fourth one. Yeah, that, that, that franchise took a nosedive. Yeah. Good Lord. At three. Um, but back to this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Khan's great. The performance is so silly and over the top. <laughs> but perfect. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah. It feels like it belongs on TV, which just makes me even happier that this is yep. a movie that was shown in cinemas. <laughs> Absolutely. I think this ties into something that you were saying earlier, Zach, that he's really smart, but he wasn't showing it because he's so obsessed no. with wanting to kill Kirk. But that's what his crew was saying. Like his second in charge yeah, was saying, yeah, Look, we've got gone. the Genesis device now. We could go. We've mm. got everything you wanted. And he said, not everything. I want to kill Kirk. That sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's what I like about him. Yeah. He's like, this. if he was thinking rationally, he would be undefeatable. Yes. But because he's so obsessed, he's gone crazy. He's literally yeah. gone mad. 
in isolation, just wants to kill this Kirky boy. They set it up perfectly. Gene Roddenberry must have had something for Moby Dick because there was Moby Dick, the book, on the crashed Botany Bay ship. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah. Huh. And they reference that a lot in uh, First Contact. Mmm, they do. Because Picard also has a copy of Moby Dick. Um, That's true. I never realised that. He's after the white whale, the Kirk of the Seas. (laughs) The Kirk of the Seas. (laughs) Yar. He be banging all the locals. Yar. And I be giving it all I've got. (laughs) I be giving it all she's got, Captain. Uh, Ricardo, he, as you may have noticed, Hmm. he's never in the same uh, space as Kirk. They never film together. Mm. And it's kind of amazing that their performances line up so well, considering that they were both saying their lines to someone else just reading the script for the most majority of the filming of this movie. Actually, yeah, I did notice that. The the scenes where Khan has crippled the Enterprise and then is, you know, mocking them, basically, and saying, you have a minute to do what I want you to do. And then Kirk is actually coming up with a pretty clever plan to... transmit a signal that disables their shields that scene was really well acted but you're right they were probably just having somebody oh yeah because because yeah yeah, there's no like fight scene between them it's all like from a distance i didn't know that i didn't notice yeah they never shot a scene together never those two that is really cool wow that's crazy although kirk does get to beat up some guy and that was great that was (laughs) so funny what you mean the punch that never hits yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so good at just like launching himself he, into like. He beat up his son as well, mm. wasn't it? His son. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Kirk has a son in this. It's it's some family loving. I loved his uh, his anti collar shield where his collar couldn't sit down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> incredible. He was doing a vampire impression. Yeah. Mm. What do you think of the costumes in this? Because apparently they wanted to go for kind of like uh, an underwater huh. feel uh, for the... Yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah. For, wh- it... for which ones? The the scientists? Or... For all of them. For all of them. I could see that in a weird way. I did hate the flares on the pants, though. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah, they're like a naval sort of uniforms, almost. Yeah. I, yeah. Could, I could see that. Um, mm. the, I thought the scientists' clothes were... They're very, like... They remind me of some of the, like, the alien costumes, mm. which is just, like, humans that are wearing slightly weird clothing. <laughs> the, yes. the aliens, and they have some sort of lump on their head to tell you that they're aliens. They have yeah. that sort of clothing. True. There's um that the spaceship design where they've got the small handle on the front just underneath where the helmet goes, and the only reason it's there is because Khan picks one of them up yes. with that handle at one point. No, 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 no. It's so they can uh, uh, fasten a harness uh, to attach to um, some sort of lowering mechanism so that if they do any deep uh, mining or any... I'm, I'm making all this up. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> plot armor. It's, it's, it's a plot. It's literally plot armor. Plot lifting armor. Plot lifting armor, yeah. Yeah. Scotty is not only in this, but he's got a son. No, he doesn't. He's got a nephew. Uh, yeah? Wait, what? The cadet. Oh, is that his nephew? 
Yeah, he's what? related to Scott. You wouldn't have known if you watched this movie when it came out because all of his scenes were pretty much cut, but they added the, the, them back in on, on home release. That's good. Oh, yeah, that's good. I, I, I like that boy. I like how it was mm. like he stayed at his post when no one else did. Yeah. And then he freaking carked it like a loser. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, very cool. I like yes. it. He's good. I liked the uh, – th- that's really interesting that you had another – not offspring but relative because the storyline between Kirk and his son where Kirk's son kind of had written him off basically for most of the film and then when <laughs> Kirk revealed that he cheated at the Kobayashi Maru, <laughs> he just, he's like, oh, of course, you cheated. That's so typical of you. But then later on they have that scene at the end where Kirk is confronted with the idea that because he did that, He's never faced a no-win situation and he's never really faced death. Yeah. And there was kind of a moment where they both kind of grew up and admitted their emotional weaknesses to each other and then awkwardly hugged. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was a very uh, nice, awkward sort of hug. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I thought that all of the character arcs in this uh, were great. Like, that's the thing with the original series is there's no character arcs at all in any of the episodes aside from maybe one for Spock learning Mm. to be more human or something like Mm. that. They just do the same arcs over and over again. It's nice to have an actual character arc in this movie, and it just makes it that much better, I think. I can't remember who said it, but films, with TV shows, especially like a uh, procedural one, so very much Mm. episodic Star Trek not much changes. The characters don't change. It's usually the plot. Mm. But films should change the characters, and that's what this film did. Yeah. yeah. The hero's journey, if you would. Yeah. yeah. You start yeah. off, and then you learn something, and then you're better at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're worse, if it's the Joker. Gawk. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um, what was <laughs> makes it? Makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you think. Uh, I, I disagree somewhat. I think episodes have plots sometimes the episode plot is that there's a character arc of some sort this is true but it has to be in the plot there's never like a side plot of a character getting an arc no there's always like it has to be the main focus of it which is the problem yeah the episode focuses on character so-and-so this time around Mm. yeah oh man everybody loves the spock boy we should do a do an episode (laughs) where we got him to get a Get yeah, some what, seven of oh. nine is the main focus once again. <laughs> we go into Spock's brain. That's a great episode. Does anybody want some character development for seven of nine? Anybody? <laughs> seven. Well, that's good because we have eighty more episodes. Coming. <laughs> and she'll be back at Picard. <laughs> yeah, mm. the thing with that though is that there is always the reset button at the end of every episode, so none of yes. it really matters in the end. Yes, which is exactly. always nothing what annoys matters. me about that. <laughs> They kind of fixed that in Next Gen, really fixed it in Voyager, though I thought. That one has mm. solid character arcs throughout the whole show. Uh, not with the ship. <laughs> the ship can take a beating and then the next episode, look at that, it's fine. <laughs> That's true. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. It should be riddled with holes. <laughs> I was actually mm. thinking about that during these fight scenes because it was railing the, the Enterprise or whatever oh, yeah. it was. It was getting absolutely wrecked up. And I was thinking, like, if if... The ship has to have like weeks worth of repair and upgrades when it's in dock. What happens yeah. when it gets freaking railed in space? Yep. Sticky tape and prayers? Well, what's happening here? How can we A OK next episode? Do we miss a bit where it goes in docks and then three weeks of repairs? What's happening? Probably. Anyway. 
Although if they're in d- deep space, they wouldn't be able to, which is what the yeah. majority of those episodes are. So yeah, well, don't know. If you're in deep space, possibly nine, then you got those replicators. Things, <laughs> you know, it's true. It's true. Sticky tape them on, maybe. I don't know. So here's a, a funny connection, by the way, which I noticed when I looked at the uh, titles of this. Mm-hmm. I've talked about Spider-Man already. There's a connection to another Spider-Man film in this. Can you guess what it is? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. James Horner did the music for this, as well as the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Whoa. Oh, that's go. good for him. Yeah. <laughs> that's good for him. Also good for the Amazing Spider-Man, because that's another thing going for that film. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it had good music. Yeah, and Andrew Garfield was great. Dude, both yes. both these films and Emma Stone was excellent. And the rest of it, <laughs> uh, there was a giant lizard man. Yeah, uh, played by a guy who shares my first name, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the actor's good. The actor's yeah. good. Um, anyway, Rafa Khan. Well, I've just got to say, I think that it was really interesting to have James Horner come in because the music in this felt reminiscent of the other the original series but it did try new things mm. i found uh jerry goldsmith often used a lot of pre-established themes from the series that he'd ri- already written but james horner kind of expanded upon it yeah definitely mm. it is interesting how the theme tune isn't in the motion picture at all yeah for the most part except it is a big part of wrath of khan it's interesting that he kind of went back to that for this movie True, mm. yeah. yeah. And it's interesting how they took the, from the motion, I keep going to say motionless just instinctively, <laughs> from the motion picture, <laughs> uh, they took that theme and made it the next-gen theme. Mm. Motionless, if you're referring to all the corpses that Khan made, ha-ha, <laughs> he gutted them. Well, yeah, that's something else I wanted to say. Um, Sandra and I were talking on Facebook Messenger yesterday he hadn't seen this yet, and I said, "This one is brutal compared to the first one." Yeah. Oh yeah. I th- yeah. I think. Mean, what did you say before? A guy gets stung on the hand. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no, blood. And then Khan is putting brain-eating parasites into yeah. people's heads. He's yeah. murdered the crew in cold blood. It's described. He went mad and just stabbed them and cut their throats, and then yeah. just left their bodies laying there. And it was recently done because rigor mortis hadn't set in, which is what Dr. McCoy said. So it is intense. Mm. I remember that the the brain slug scene when I first saw this when I was Mm. probably 11 or 12. Mm. It was pretty frightening. That's pretty frightening. Yeah, it's it's very icky, as I've said. Yeah. Brain slugs. (laughs) No, but I love those. And Walter Koenig's acting was a bit better than when his hand got burnt, I've got to say. I, I, <laughs> yeah. thought, I thought he sold that scene really well. It was yeah. it was cool. I, I liked his character arc of cocking it. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, um, uh, speaking of the brutality, the ship action sequence is excellent. The one in the... Uh, nebula? In the nebula. Mm. Um, it's so weird because now I associate... Nebula with Karen Gillan from Charlie's of the Galaxy, and I never think of it as like a thing in space. Um, Nebula, that whole action sequence is so tense. Oh, yeah. Mm. Considering that it's just people looking at screens and pressing buttons. Yeah. It's mm. so incredibly done. Yeah, yeah. That's 90% of the series. <laughs> I thought that the Enterprise was like a shark on the hunt. Mm. Mm. It was really well shot. It was like two sharks. Ah. Oh. 
yeah. with laser guns. Yes. Oh, yeah. They were also flying in space. Oh, that moment where the Enterprise thought they had them, but mm. then the uh, Reliant, was it the Reliant? Yeah, the Reliant. Yeah. Was just coming directly for them, and Kirk's like, shit, you know, turn right, yeah. turn right. Evasive maneuvers. Oh, the design for the Reliant as well is amazing. Yeah. It's one of my, oh, yeah. my favorite ship designs in this entire universe is the Reliant. Mm. It's so good. Yeah. I really liked the combat when they're shooting the lasers, and then it cuts to... There's a few certain scenes, it's just like corridors blowing up, but there's somewhere, like... You see actively, like, the laser hit the command station or, like, the back of it. Yeah. In, like, mm. the, the outward shot. And then in the inside the ship shot, you see the back area of it explode where exactly yeah. the sort of laser would have lined up. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, I love that attention to detail. Very good, yes. Yeah, so I good. was very happy with that. Great sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Mm. Um, before we rate it, I do want to quickly talk about Savick, who is, uh, in many ways, Spock's protege in this movie. Mm. Yeah. She's played by Christy Alley. Once again, incredible performance. Yeah. I can't remember if she shows up in the other ones, but I hope she does. She's a really good character. Because it's a great character. I just mm. like Spock teaching people. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's great. Spock is a mentor. Yeah. God, I hope he, I hope he, you know, gets to do more thi- Oh. Oh, oh no! Oh, that's yep. a lot of oh. Yeah. And now he's dead. Oh. He's cocked it. So this film is famous for uh, killing off a main character and then not telling you what happens for two years. Potentially mm. one of the first, yeah, films that would do that. I mean, Star Wars Episode Five kind of did it before this, but even then, it wasn't really the death because you could mm. see where they were and where they went to, and it's not really a death. But like with this. Spock's mm. dead, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of all of the souls that Kirk had met, his was the most human. It's mm. good. That is where I mm. say Shatner is a good actor. Oh. That mm. scene yeah. tore me apart. Mm. It's a good scene. Like, oh, yeah. Just that whole sequence, especially considering the fact that were they friends when they made this? I know they weren't near the end of the films. Mm. It feels like they were really close friends. Hmm. At least the characters are in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Always were and always will be my friend. Mm. Yeah. I remember um, watching this scene uh, when I, uh, I heard the actor had died and it was it was very emotional. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. And, Leonard um, Nimoy was a treasure. No, one of the best. And I remembered, you know, I was watching it and remembering and, and look, there's tears. Yeah. I'm a big crier on these dramatic scenes and oh boy, oh, yeah. this scene got me. Oh, especially yeah. Uh, it was it was uh, mostly me frantically trying to find some tissues or something before the podcast started, so I wasn't sniffling during the podcast, <laughs> you know. And with yeah. us, we have Zach. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm here. It's fine. And then he said, "Remember," and they died. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he was the most human. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then Kirk said he felt young because he saw something like the beginning of, of time and it was so sad. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's oh, it's good. There was a line about that from, from uh, Dr. Chapel. Was it Dr. Chapel? No, I've got, I got the wrong, wrong film in mind. But from the doctor who um, he said something like, I'll show you the energy from like the dawn of time, referring to Genesis. And creating things. And so he references that at the end of the film when he says, mm. I feel young. 
Mm. And I forgot the whole thing took place on his birthday as well. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're drinking that Romulan ale <laughs> from McCoy. Oh, yeah. I would have loved it if he woke up and it had all been a dream. <laughs> yeah. He sneaks it in. It's literally illegal, uh, which yeah. is amazing. I would use it for medical purposes, Jim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got him. That's so good, yeah. Just the friendship be- between those three is so believable. Oh, yeah. Like, That's it good. feels like they have just been doing this for, like, 20 years. It's great. Yeah. It's so good. I love the bit where he said, you becoming a captain was a... I mean, an, adm- an admiral was a big mistake. You need to get back on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> I say yeah. that as your doctor and your friend. Mm. It is purely logical that you should be out there. Anywhere else is a waste. Before we rate it, quick mm. uh, plot hole that I picked Uh-oh. up. Ooh. When Khan sees Chekhov, he's like, I remember you. Except Chekhov was introduced in season two of the, or- the original series and Space Seed was in season one. So wow. he wouldn't know who Chekhov is. <laughs> he might have read uh, files on the Starfleet cruise. So there's people who had signed up to Starfleet. Yeah, he might have just said he remembered, but was actually just obsessing over files for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Mm. And it's the 70s. All white people look the same in the 70s. So. It's Ooh. true. Speaking yeah. of white people, there are a mm. lot of them. No, um, <laughs> I, do, I do like how there's like a captain, like a, a, a diverse captain race, because mm. Star Trek is known for this sort of thing where they have a more diverse cast. Yeah. yeah, and the first and, um, biracial kiss on screen. Yes. Yeah, Star Trek, which is is it's cool. I like it. Appreciate you, Star Trek. Yeah, you're doing all right. You did a lot. You did a lot. Uh yeah. Let's rate it. Double thumbs up for me, bad boys. Ding ding. <laughs> Very much enjoyed it. We'll probably be watching it again at some point. It's great. Likewise. It's a good one. Ah. Uh, you're going to go one thumb up, aren't you? I think I am going to go one thumb up. That's fair. Oh. <laughs> because. There's a plot hole. He can't stand that. <laughs> There's a plot hole. It, it's great. It is a classic, but it's it still not my favorite Star Trek movie, which is Ooh. controversial, I know. I'm not saying it's my favorite. <laughs> I just really liked it. I do kind of prefer. I do kind of prefer the story of them going to a planet and discovering it rather than the entire film takes place in two ships in space even though it's excellent it's still not my favorite style of star trek yep even though there's a lot even though i feel bad for saying that because this is obviously an incredible movie but i will go one very strong thumb up it's such a strong thumb you wouldn't believe you've got a a, a khan union sing thumb thumb up (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah oh yeah just so you know zach when when we want to give it a really strong thumb up we find strong characters for the thumb to go ah up. right yes I see, I see sometimes if you like it and it's good but it could have done better you go for a weaker thumb so obviously Khan's genetically altered so he's really strong and yeah. I'm just trying to think of somebody who'd be weaker in that film uh, who could be weaker a Kirk's son who gets like beaten but up yeah, by he gets beaten up a lot doesn't he he looks yeah, pretty yeah. strong and pretty tough yeah. But... Yeah, yeah. that's kind of right that's <laughs> true so a Kirk's thumb God, a Kirk's son. I'll, I'll give it two thumb. thumbs up, but one of those is a Kirk's son. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I rated a uh, a goodie for my binary system. Oh yeah, definitely. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, it's I think definitely. We all rated goodies. I'll give it. I'll give it the very close to a dead dad award. 
Um, Kirk nearly dies several times. He's not quite dead yet. He was close to die. He was. It's kind of amazing, though, thinking about it. We haven't given anything on the main show better than... On the main show. On Oldie But A Goodie. (laughs) Better than a goodie yet. And uh, Mm. we haven't yet. No, not quite. Hopefully soon. We will. I mean, we're getting into blockbuster season, so, you know, it could happen. We're jumping into blockbuster season. They're they're all sequels so far, but we'll get some original blockbusters very soon. And I think that really just lead into the fact that, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, over on episode 74 of Oldie But a Goodie. The Search for Spock. Search for Spock. we got to (laughs) find Spock. I thought he was dead. Spock. (laughs) I'm very excited because it's uh, Leonard Nimoy's uh, first time directing a Star Trek movie, and I'm excited to see how Mm. he does. I cannot, I know I've seen it, but I cannot remember Search for Spock at all, aside from the fact that there's like (laughs) maybe a Klingon in it. (laughs) (laughs) One very well known. I do like my Klingons. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to check out that one. And then maybe I'll do Star Trek 4 as well, just just for fun, because it's it's a good film. Mm. It's got whales in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In fact, I, I would say uh, saving the whales was 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 in it. <laughs> Actually, there's a bit of trivia for you there. Uh, the company Big Finish mm-hmm. that makes Doctor Who audios, among other series, uh, before they got Tom Baker to join, years ago they were sent an email by him saying, I want a meeting with you guys because I've come up with an idea. Mm-hmm. And it was basically the Doctor Who version of Star Trek IV. <laughs> wow. Huh. It was just basically saving space whales. Interesting. So he'd obviously mm. seen the DVD of that and thought, that's a good idea. I'll do that myself. <laughs> nice. mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, once again, Moby Dick. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, you're right. Gosh. This time, but Except opposite, this time, though. it's the opposite. <laughs> yes. Got to save that whale. <laughs> yes. And Spark, engage. <laughs> but this has definitely inspired me to try to go through all of the Star Trek films, including mm. the, the new ones. So I'm going to yeah. keep going through them all, I reckon. Well, I think we should do an episode on the next-gen films because I'd like the discussion that we're going to have because I like most but one. You like none but one. So. <laughs> yeah. And we should do the new films at some point. Again, oh, I haven't yeah. rewatched any of them since I saw them in the cinema. The oh, only one I've watched so like good. multiple times is the 2009 films. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And I know that Zach and I have very strong opinions on Beyond because uh, we recorded an unreleased hour-long episode on that. Back in the day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Was that teamed up with X-Men Apocalypse? I feel like it was. I, I cannot remember now. Um, only pain. That is all I yeah. remember. <laughs> only pain. But the good kind of pain. Anyway, that's the episode. <laughs> Go check out Oldie But A Goodie on Monday if you want, or you can listen to the episode that's up right now where we talk about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Doom. Uh, main show could be back on Friday. Honestly, who knows? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh but until you hear us talking about Star Trek 3 or you hear us back here next week on spin-off talking about what we have been consuming lately, and it might be another long one because there's a longer break in between recording Ooh. these two episodes, until then, make sure that you not only continue to nerd out, but you also continue to spin off into space in that direction. The final frontier. Just over there. Just go that way. That way, yeah. This goes on for another five minutes. Time to fade in the actual music. 
It's me, Kirk. I'm sitting in a ship and very slowly going towards another ship. Wait, was that Spark? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scotty, are we nearly there? Nearly, sir. I can see it coming up on the horizon. Still coming. We're nearly there. <laughs> hey, it's Jim, the waving guy. Everyone wave to Jim. Hi, guys. Ah, uh, bye, Jim. Bye. bye, Jim. By the way, can I come in yet? It's been two movies and I'm still out here. No, Jim. Okay. Okay.